You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 11. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? a weekly podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. This is episode 11, and I can't believe that it's been 11 episodes already. So before we get into this week's show, I just want to give you a few reminders. Show notes for this episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com slash 11. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at howdoes underscore she do it or Tiff South. I'm at Tiff South on Twitter, Instagram, and now Snapchat. I reclaimed that yesterday. So you can follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Snapchat, how does underscore she do it, or at Tiff South. You can also join the email list and like the Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com slash how does she do it podcast, you can like the page, you can see new posts there. And, um, like I mentioned, I always do. I'm looking forward to trying to do more Ask Tiff episodes or Ask Tiff segments. If you go to the website, you can leave me a voicemail. There's an app on the page. It's on the right side of the page. It's available on your phone or on the website. Or you can send me an email, Tiffany at how does she do a podcast.com. I will look forward to hearing your questions and I hope that I can do another Ask Tiff episode in the near future. So let's get on with the show. In last week's Just My Thoughts, I talked about the frustration and the conflict that I felt between paying attention to the news and the media and me trying to protect myself. And I decided that I am going to be very, very selective in the news that I read and the things that I pay attention to because the energy that you take in is the energy that you draw from and that you put out to others. And I don't want to put out, you know, negative energy. I don't want to be a an uneducated, uh, you know, or not uneducated, but a, a uninformed member of society. But at the same time, I just can't keep finding myself worked up and annoyed and frustrated at the very cyclical and predictable problems that are facing our world right now. Nothing that is new, nothing that's happening right now is very new. It's not very, um, you know, it's not novel and it's not building me, quite frankly. Um, You know, seeing things like the name of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's new baby. Like the fact that that's news is just seriously, that's what, that's what this world cares about. So I'm just going to take my energies and my talents to things that I care about and that are more lighthearted and that are more, that are things that feed my spirit, that feed my goals and support my, um, you know, objectives for myself and where I am right now. So I encourage you to do the same, especially as we close out this this year, thinking about reflecting on the year that we've had and thinking about the year that's to come. Just be deliberate 
about what you give your time to and be selective about what you pay attention to and absorb and, and study because, you know, what you take in is what you draw from. And hopefully you are drawing from something positive that is feeding you up and not um, breaking you down. And those are just my thoughts. This week, I want to talk about gifts that we should give ourselves at this time of year and all year round. So as of this recording, we are 17 days away from the commercialized version of Christmas. And I say the commercialized version of Christmas because it is the commercialized version of Christmas. There's no real indication that Christ was actually born on December 25th, but that's neither here nor there. So when... So as I was thinking about this episode, I thought about the fact that we are in the time of year where we are in the spirit of, you know, giving to other people and some and receiving gifts as well. In this spirit of giving, sometimes we stretch ourselves beyond our means, sometimes literally when we talk about the actual finances that we have or do not have to buy gifts for other people. Or just generally speaking, we are going out of our way to do things for other people. And sometimes we have to, we have to remember to do things for ourselves for, and, 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 and make decisions about this giving in a way that doesn't hurt us in the long run. So for example, I am in the process of buying a Christmas gift. And last week I almost went ahead and bought this gift and almost used my credit card to do it. And I did not, I decided that it would be better for me not to, you know, use my credit card because that means I would be paying for a gift on borrowed money. And that's not really, that's not what this season is really about. And so I wanted to be more mindful and I decided to be more creative and thoughtful about how I could use these resources, use the resources that I do have and in order to, to participate in this, in this Christmas season. So that being said, um, as we're thinking about giving gifts and showing love to other people, I want to talk about five gifts that I think that we should give ourselves at this time of year and really always all throughout the year. And I got this idea from an uh, article I read in O Magazine last year by Dr. Martha Beck. And I tr- will try to link to the article in the show notes. If not, I will definitely, I will link to um, Dr. Beck's website. But the article, she talked about, she talked about this, this very thing, giving gifts to ourselves. And so the first gift that I want to share was directly from her, from her article and the rest I kind of came up with, came up with on my own. The first gift that I think we should give ourselves this year and at all times during the year is acceptance. And like I mentioned from Dr. Beck's article last year, she mentioned this and she said something, she offered in her article a few statements that are, I guess you could call them like affirmations. And what she says was to take, set a 60 second timer and to read these statements. I offer no resistance to myself as I currently am. I accept myself in this moment the way I accept a cloud. I simply exist. There is no need to change anything right now. I accept myself as I am. I accept myself. I accept myself. And 
those simple statements, they are, when you say them, and she talks about this a little bit further on in the article, that you feel better. Like if you're looking at yourself, especially if you do this in the mirror, you're looking at yourself in a mirror. And if you say those things more than once, you say them multiple times, it is not you can only begin to feel a little bit differently about yourself. And that's not to say that all of your problems go away. That's not to say that you are not willing to change certain things that need to be improved about yourself. It's not to say that you are complete and that you're fully developed. But when you say, I accept myself, I'm okay with where I am right now. I love myself. I am I'm not going to criticize myself or find reasons to undermine or qualify or downplay the things that I've done or the things that I see about myself or that people compliment me on. One of the things that Dr. Beck also mentioned in the article was the idea that we often find reasons to kind of criticize or self-blame or just say things that are not kind to that are not kind about ourselves. And so when we're thinking about acceptance and loving ourselves as a gift to ourselves, we can only begin to receive acceptance and truly receive acceptance and love from other people when we give our, those things to ourselves. Because if we don't give them to ourselves, how do we know how to receive them from other people? But one of the things that she said um, about acceptance is self-blame and criticism are are our attempts to be virtuous, which would be fine and work really well, except they don't really work at all. The pain of self-attack actually fuels emotional volatility. And so if we are not accepting ourselves, the opposite is maybe we're not always directly attacking ourselves, but that's kind of what that might be what's happening. So just accept yourself for where you are right now and not to disclose the possibility for continued growth, for continued progress and change. But right now, you are enough. Right now, accept yourself, accept who you are and give yourself this gift of acceptance all year round and throughout this holiday season. The next gift that I think we should give ourselves this at this time of year and all year is protected time for you. And we all talk about not having enough time in the day because, you know, oh, I'm so tired when I wake up in the morning. Oh, I have to catch a train. Oh, I have to beat the traffic. So we talk about, we find ways to not have time for the things that we know that we should do, but kind of talk our way out of it. So things like working out, meditating, reading, praying, studying the Bible, reading self-help books, um, you know, cooking, all those kinds of things. And we find a way to talk ourselves out of having time for those things, but we can manage to find an hour to watch Scandal, or I can manage to find five hours to watch, binge watch some show on Netflix. So when, but when you protect your time, and this is something that I've started to do just pretty much in the last year and mostly around working out more recently around devotion in the morning. But when you say that this is my time, you find a way to make that time your time to do in that time what you want to do. And there's research that says that protecting that the morning before 
you start checking email before anyone else in your house wakes up, that that is the best time in the day because there's nothing that comes, there's no one to bother you when you're waking up at five o'clock in the morning, for example, unless you have a small baby, which my friends do. And they tell me that the babies like to wake up early to feed. But um, when you protect your time, you can do those things that you would otherwise be putting off. So I think that for me, I prioritize my protected time now um, around my physical health, my spiritual and emotional health, as well as the actions that I'm going to be taking towards my goals. Because I realized, especially in the last several weeks, that if I am going to get to where I want to go, I can't come home after work and just sit on the couch for four hours before I go to, before I go to bed. I just can't do it if I'm to get to where I want to be. And so if you want to move forward in an area of your life, even if that just means having more time for you, you have to find a create time in your day to say, this is my time for me, period, point blank. If that means you have to leave the house, if that means you have to you know, section off a place, a part of your living room and just kind of go into your zone or if there's a guest room that you have or if that means leaving your house to go to the gym or to a cafe or whatever that case may be, even if you're at your desk and it means closing your office door or stepping outside or going somewhere, we have to find time to make, we have to make time for ourselves and protect that time and don't allow other things to interrupt that time. And when you do that, you will you'll begin to see you'll begin to value that and feel different when if you have to give up that time and i hope that that will you know you'll see a benefit and you'll feel differently about even yourself because you know that you're giving something to yourself that you're not willing to let someone else take away from you the third thing that i want us to gift ourselves at this time of year and all year are reminders about what is going right in our lives. And when I think about that as a gift, when you are willing to look for the things that are happening that are good and the things that are going well for you, it puts a different perspective on the issues that you are having. That's not to say that the issues that you are having no longer exist, but the way that you approach them and the posture that you hold when you're addressing the challenges are is counterbalanced by the fact that you are very much aware of the opportunity that is presented for you. Even when even if you're just thinking about a challenge that you're facing and you know that although this challenge is right in front of me, I know that through this in, this experience I am going to learn something. Like that is something that is to be to be valued not to be shunned and not to be not to run away from it and again this is not to downplay some of the significant the the issues that we deal with but when you are willing to say that you for example you get to do something versus you have to do something just using the word get versus have to you are now shifting the approach to that situation because it is now seen as something that is being received now something that I am that is a that you are for example you could say that I have to do the laundry this week or I get to do the laundry because I have clothes to put on my back 
and I have the ability to clean the clothes that I get to put on my back. And again, that doesn't make laundry this amazing, exciting experience, but it's like, you know what? These are my, this is, this is mine. This is something that I have an opportunity to do that some other people might not. And so just to, when we think about the, the things that that we're dealing with every day between balancing the the 25 different things that we're all dealing with. Think about where the good things are. Think about what what's happening that is right, that is going well. And even when you frame those obstacles that you're facing in the sense that you know there will be value to be gained on the other side of that experience, it just gives you a little bit of something else to push through that situation that you're in. Because we know that on the other side of challenges is growth. On the other side of struggle is opportunity for strength and for stretching and for building ourselves up in a way that we would not have been able to do had we not gone through that challenging experience, had we not have that di- had that difficulty, had we not suffered that failure or that loss. And those things are priceless and you can't you can't gain the same types of lessons and and grit is a word that they're like that they like to use now in popular um you know in academia and in 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 talking about millennials and things that are you know um traits that are valuable but grit is something that my people been had like that's not something just because they put it in a couple academic journals it's not new to the world but you don't get grit and resilience from having an easy life and so think about even the challenges that you face in in those challenges think about what's happening that's right think about what's happening that is good and gift that perspective to yourself at this time of year and all throughout the year the fourth gift that I think we should give ourselves at this time of year or give ourselves at this time of year and all year, it's the gift of deliberate action. And, you know, resolution season is right around the corner. And so we'll see, you know, a bunch of Facebook posts and tweets and Instagrams about new year, new me, and which is just a ridiculous phrase because it's not really a new you. And I think I've said that before, but it deserves to be repeated because we're going to see it. So get ready. But anyway, when you, we talk about these things that we want, these things that we want to pursue, these goals that we have for ourselves, And we often, I know I find myself in this situation all the time, thinking about what I want, thinking about how bad, how much I wish I could have a six pack, but not really taking the deliberate action to put the cookie back in the jar and not eat it. So we can take, in order to get to where we want to go, we have to take deliberate action. Give yourself the gift of taking, thinking enough of the things that you want for yourself to take that deliberate action. Otherwise, it's only, it's going to be something that you constantly, you just want after, that you're constantly thinking about, but you're not actually taking concrete, measurable, tangible steps in that direction. So, be reasonable about those actions that you want to take and even the goals that you set, you know, um, generally, but you can't move forward if you're just, if you're constantly standing still, obviously. That sounds like uh, a fortune cookie kind of piece of wisdom, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Gift yourself with deliberate action as you think about the goals that you want to Continue to pursue that you've, you know, that you had in 2015 as you think about starting the new year with, um, you know, with renewed energy towards the things that you want for yourself.
The last gift that I think we should gift ourselves in this holiday season and all year round is patience. In the last, I guess, gift, I talked about taking deliberate action. And as we take those actions, we have to remember that our success doesn't happen overnight. And the things that we want for ourselves are not going to come just because we want them to. And it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take some failures. It's going to take some um, struggles before we get to where we want to be, whether that where we want to be is having a certain dollar amount in a bank account or having getting a new car or getting our credit score up or starting a business or, you know, getting that promotion. All of those things require time. And in order for you to um, in order for us to to progress towards our goals, we can't beat ourselves up as we're working towards them. We have to remember that it takes time. I've heard it said recently that it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And that that picture that we see as a result of, you know, that someone just, you know, when we just discovered this new author or this new writer or this new chef or whatever it is, we're like, oh my gosh, but how you are, you know, you're here. And it's like, yeah, but it took me seven years to build this business. It took me, you know, getting fired from, you know, my last job to get to this point. So be patient with yourself and remember that if you're working, if you're putting the effort in, eventually you'll start to see the results, but it takes time to get those results. And that wraps up episode 11 of How Does She Do It? Thank you again for listening. Um, And as always, thank you for your ratings and reviews in iTunes. If you haven't done so already, please leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Um, I read one on each show, as I'll do shortly, and I hope to be able to read a new review in on every episode for as long as I can. So, um, you know, the ratings and reviews are not just to help me feel better about myself, but they help increase my exposure for the show in the iTunes store. So please um, pay it forward if you can and share the show with other people. Um, let's get the ratings and reviews to 25 by the end of the year. So this week's review comes from Mr. T. Steph. It says, a good listen, smart, and dare I say, sultry. Tiffany brings a wonderful insights, honest observations, and cultured asides. If you listen close enough, you will not only figure out how does she do it, but how you might do it yourself. Thank you, Mr. T. Steph. I appreciate your support, and hopefully you continue to listen to the show. And with that, I hope that you have a blessed rest of your week and that you'll be available and around to listen to next week's show. So be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.